I think that's an interesting thought, but you know, I um, it's an oversaturated market in all creative fields, right. like right. in everything. Right. And we're an overconsumed society in so many different facets, but that's when the real ones rise to the top. And like you were saying, like it's all cute until you know you actually have to put in that work. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Athletic Aesthetic Podcast. And my name is Vinny. I'm your host. I'm here with my co-host, Trey Tipton. Today, we have an awesome episode for you. And uh, we have our, our buddy, Jesse, Jesse Woods. He's yes, a sir. sneaker customizer. And uh, not just that, man. He's much more. And you'll see that in our interview. What's, our, what's your favorite part of our conversation? Just the fact that he's a cut and sew artist, man. He really takes a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of time to do the work that he does, bro. And he doesn't really waste much time either, bro. Like, he's serious about his business and he's crazy about his art. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Dude, no doubt. And uh, you'll see, too, like, we get into, like, how we met. Um, some of the things we have cooking. I'm really excited about some of the collaboration work that him and I are going to do together. And uh, he actually brought in a little gift for us, too. So we unveil that here on the show. And uh, it's a good episode, episode 36. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure that you are following along. Follow us on social media. Follow Jesse um, uh, in the description below. You'll see his Instagram. And that's it, man. You ready to go? Let's get it cracking. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's Trey Tip and my man, BC2 here. We're trying to get to a split. Start over. Okay. I didn't like the way I was standing. Okay. How do you want to say that? You did great. Okay. Here we this go. is better. This is more of a power stance. All right. All right. So you know you're ready. I'm ready. Here we go. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Trey Tip, and my man, VC2. We are here as Athletic Aesthetic Podcast, and we're not too far from a big goal. What big goal is that, Vinny? Dude, we're almost at 2,000 subscribers. 2,000. We need your help. If you're watching this video and you don't subscribe to us already, that's all we're asking you to do. So let's make this easy. You know you see the button. You know what you need to do. So do it. Somewhere down here. Somewhere down here. Do it. Follow just the team. Subscribe, dude. Subscribe. Subscribe. Follow. Comment. Everything, man. You know what to do. You know, just do it. Do it. There Look we go. That. Look at that. Yeah. You Winnie with Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Got we got a special episode today. Got my man Trey. You already know what it is. You know. We got a special guest. Super he special. is um, a good friend of ours that we met over the past year. Uh, he's actually been sharing a studio space with me downtown Pittsburgh. Um, and when I say sharing, he has been owning that space <laughs> because um, that man's in there grinding. You may have seen me post him on my Instagram here recently. Um, but without further ado, the Jesse Woods Woo! here in the studio. What's Thank up, you, y'all. Pleasure to be here. Love it. Doing good? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How you guys doing? Doing great, man. It's glad it's to have you. honor to be on. Yeah. yeah this welcome. is the spot. This is the so, spot. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy that you have been operating solely out of the studio downtown, mm -hmm. and the first podcast of ours that you're on is in Wexford. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought I was going to be on the last one, but this, I mean, yeah, we were it's just all waiting, come together. Yeah. Just wait until we got the, you know, the call up to the big leagues before we had, yeah. you know, had yes, you sir. on and, yes, sir. and all that. So what's, what's going on, man? Let's, let's start here with, uh, you know, maybe for the listeners or watchers, viewers, whatever they're, what are we going to call our audience? We need, we need an audience name. Comment an audience name because, the you Addies. know, like Swifties. <laughs> Aesthetics. The Addies. The, the Addies. We'll figure it out. Yeah, okay? I don't know if that sounds good. <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. But for all the avid listeners out there, tell them a little bit about yourself, how you got started and what you're doing. Yeah. And, and where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, born and raised Pittsburgh, PA. Um, uh, so basically, in short, what how it all kind of came about was back in high school, you know, um, can't really get all the shoes that you want and you know you get you know one pair or whatever and you got to make it last so I always preserved my stuff as much as possible kept things clean um you know just kept them in good shape and you know as I was in high school I started noticing people be like oh these these shoes are beat on I, you know I don't I don't need these anymore I don't want them I'm getting rid of them or whatever so I buy them real cheap clean them up and you know either keep them for myself and then I started getting on eBay so I would you know buy real cheap try to sell, sell as high as possible um but what I would do is you know I'd I'd make them worth that value. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I, you know, there's little things you could do on stuff like that eBay and, uh, you know, make the pictures look good, put a good description, make it look professional. And, you know, I was just a kid in high school at that point. 
So, you know, as the things are progressing, I'm learning about restoring. Things on the internet are starting to come around. It's at least being more um, talked about. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't 100% aware of it, even though I do my digging on things like that. I'm sure that, you know, this stuff was all coming up as... Because I look at my timeline and I look at the timeline of where everything, you know, shoes, clothes, all that stuff um, started to grow and pop off. It was kind of like we were running in the same path without really even knowing what was happening. So I started um, working on, you know, painting shoes to restore them. So you get a pair and like the Jordan 3s, they crack on the side. I would uh, restore that. And then I started getting into then painting murals on there, like painting images or color swapping. And I was like, oh, I really like this. And I started seeing like, you know, the the reactions of w what people thought. And I was like, you know what, this is my canvas. Cause I understand that, you know, uh, canvas painting has been around for so long. And I was like, you know, how can I be a little different, you know? Um, and so as I started painting on shoes, uh, I then got a little sewing all, which is a hand sewing uh, tool, you would call it. Then I started, I sewed up a pair of shoes that had a rip in them. And then I was like, oh, so I could sew on these shoes. So the next thing I did was I started deconstructing some materials and adding this, what I called a Frankenstein stitch at the time. And it was just this real rugged, you know, you look at Frankenstein, mm -hmm. he's got the stitches mm -hmm. around him and it's real rugged. Um, so I kind of leaned into that because actually at that time, my my style was kind of like a, kind of a grungy, like, you know, okay. like, you know, punk art in a All way, because right. that's a lot of where. What kind of music did you listen to in high school? So it's actually, it's more, question. well, the thing is, is what, <laughs> it is interesting. <laughs> Come on, bro. I, oh, no, no, I'll answer it. I'll answer it. Cause I know, like, I, know you're on, thinking, I know you're thinking I was going to say like rock and, you know, heavy metal and stuff. That was in my earlier years. Cause I grew up in a, in a house where my dad was very big on music and my mom was as well. But as I got into high school and this is still the music I listen to today. Um, we had everybody listening to Drake and stuff, and I was just telling Trey this the other day. My music was Juicy J, Young Dolph, hey, Gucci Mane, like Rick Ross. Like I, I remember uh, being in high school. Like, like Here's my my album was like Blue Dream and Lean. <laughs> like that was <laughs> from Juicy J. Like, and if you know of that, a Rubber Band Business and any of that. Shoot. That was not your typical, like, and I'm from North Hills. Yeah. So Sands and make a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one yeah, I know. Yeah. I know That's, that one. I, I mean, Juicy All J, Young Dolph. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Bricks. Oh, my God. Had it. <laughs> it was that, yeah. I was definitely in my own little circle with listening to that. If you were to, like, I used to show my music, like, you know, play some music, you know, get in the car and get the ox. Like, and they'd be like, what ox. is this? Yeah. Like, we want to listen to, like, you know, whatever was hot at the time. Yeah, Drake what, did was, your, what did your friend group mostly listen to? Basically, my music rubbed off because that's all I would play. And then I like they started to just get it because I love heavy beats. I love heavy yeah. like mm. like I don't like the new like, you know, it's kind of like lullaby ish. Like, you know, I, that has its place, but not essentially like in rap for me, at mm. least. I like the like when you listen to a young Dolph like album mm -hmm. and then you try to listen to like Drake. I'm just referencing that because that everybody understands that. But you try to listen to those two. They are very different, and yeah. I like my contrast, but, um, you know, as far as music that I was bumping in the car, yeah, Young, it was Dolph. Dolph. Young Dolph. I've never been so upset about, about somebody passing away. What about Keyglock? Yeah, so that was uh, Young Dolph brought them in, and yeah. I see the sound of that. Yes. Like, um, and, like, so I love Southern rap, too. Okay. So, um, that was... Texas guy, too. Yes, yeah. Big and like, Shout out to Mexican OT. Yes, yes. See, and I like the, how they're continuing that like and then especially with mexican ot is very lyrical and you know he's able to still keep that like that, that gritty deep, it's that just deep, gritty deep, like deep. yeah it just hits something in my soul and i think it actually going back to what you were thinking that i was going to say is is it brings those roots out of like the heavy metal i grew right. up on metallica megadeth and all that type of stuff and that was my what my dad listened to um so yeah that was kind of an inspiration and i was translating that into some of my pieces like you know one of my first pieces was a pair of doc martens and i completely cut them up and then i put like this blood ox corduroy on there with like and i made these like little leather skulls and put them on and it's a cool shoe and i had black fur on it and stuff and that you still have that shoe uh ooh, i think i started to deconstruct it again because i a part of some of the stuff i'm doing is is showing like you know what i did before and then chopping it up again mm -hmm. and just redoing it just showing that like I can just create my own like art, you know. And you could do it over and over and over. Absolutely, again. like I could just chop it up, and you know, my my whole thing is is cutting up materials and then making them look beautiful again. Um, but yeah, so then the the to get back onto what I was saying was uh, 
the next step, once I started doing that, I actually had a like an old Gucci bag. I think it was like, I, I don't know where it came from. It was just something that might have been thrifted a long time ago. I don't know what it was, really. It's just a, it was a Gucci bag, and I had a pair of Jordan 11s, and I cut that up and did my Frankenstein stitch on there. And then that is when, uh, that's kind of when things started to change. So I was, you know, just working just to get like just to really create out of high school at this point yeah yeah so this was about uh, i've only really been doing what i do for about three years which is which is um pretty quick i'm interested though i want to shape you not only just for what you do with the shoes Uh because people have been on your page like listen you don't got to sell your product anybody yeah yeah yeah, like they've seen it yeah the shit's dope like it's it's legit i want to i want to sell you for a second okay like because you know let's go back to like that um You'd graduate high school. Okay. What's the next step? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I ended up going to, so I'll just give you a little insight. What I wanted to do from day one when I was younger, as soon as I could figure it out, like what I wanted in life, I wanted to be an architect. I Mm. love design. Back in high school, you know, back in high school, I was never like, I just didn't really couldn't take school serious. I didn't really like, when I say like, I don't want to say I didn't respect, but there was nobody in that school system that I was like, I want to be like them. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I never had that connection. Um, But I knew I was creative. And the classes that I connected with was the engineering classes. And using AutoCAD, which is a design program, um, I don't have a ton of design, like computer. I'm like, I like to use my hands. But back in high school, it was AutoCAD. And then we would build stuff like out of cardboard and like, I had some of the, you know, some of the, as things progressed, a lot of kids in those classes ended up going to be engineers. And Mm -hmm. obviously I didn't, but I had some stuff that, you know, teacher would pull me aside and be like, you really got something with this. And, um, but unfortunately being an architect, especially coming from Pittsburgh and, you know, you have to travel outside of the state and it's expensive and did not have that money for it. So, uh, out of high school, um, I kind of was just like, all right, I just need to get a degree and I'm going to figure it out. I feel like I had a good foundation of skills okay. and whatnot. So I went to CCAC, which is community college for those that don't know, did that for the first two years. And I'm starting to think to myself, okay, what can I do? And again, this is, I'm still kind of playing with shoes at this time. I don't really see the, I don't really know that this could be my That's out, right, my, my, my actual dream. And um, so just going to CCAC, going to work, CCAC, and then, kind of coming home and I, you know, work on some shoes here and there. I was just kind of selling things on eBay. Um, then I go to Slippery Rock. I go there for a year and that's the first time I'm like really like out and about myself, which felt really good. What year um, is that? 2000. So it's, it's year. It's going to be hard. I, I don't have a great uh, memory for like timelines and stuff. It was my third, it was supposed to be my third year in college. Okay. So two, two years at CCAC, got all that taken care of. You graduated of. 2013, you said, right? Yes. So yeah. This is like 17, 18 for you? Yeah. Uh, no, I, so I graduated, yeah, yeah. I graduated high school with 13. And so, yeah, we're talking probably like 16, okay. maybe going to Slippery Rock. I think it was 16. Um, and I go there and uh, Slippery Rock's just kind of known for like, you know, just kind of like party school nothing crazy but you know and I didn't go crazy out there I kind of went out there and was like oh this is like completely new and I felt good to be on my own and uh start to you know explore the world and like you know build myself a community of people um you know and I go out there and things just kind of like simmer out and I get to a point where I'm like I gotta figure this out because I wasn't really like put in that crazy effort I didn't feel like I was connected to anything I was in there for marketing and business and stuff, and I just was like, this isn't for me. I, I have to make a change. So I ended up going and graduating uh, at La Roche, which La Roche uh, University is close to my house back home. So I came back home, and I actually, when I went there, this kind of delayed. So I graduated in five years, and the reason why it took me five years is when I returned back to La Roche, I actually was like, you know what? I'm going to go for interior design. I I can't go for architecture because it's going to be like eight years before I figure this out. Um, So I'm going to go for interior design because I still really like that. You get to use AutoCAD. So that makes sense now why you like to do your shoes. Absolutely. I mean, I always, I realized that I was like, I have to use my creative mind. I I do feel like, you know, if there's any God-given gifts, it's that that would be one of them. Um, I'm proud of that. I do think I look at things in a unique, different way. And uh, I felt, you know, I got to, get into this. So, you know, I, I graduate, um, from La Roche, like, you know, I go, I'm there and I, I don't finish the interior design because it was a program that was going under like reconstruction. So everything was different and weird and it just was a mess. And mm-hmm. I was like, listen, I gotta just get this piece of paper, get this, this, <laughs> this degree and 
figure it out. I know I'll be okay. I see the competition, like who I went to school with or, you know, who's out in the market. I was like, I think we're all pretty aware that if you're a hard worker these days, like in the world we live in, you'll figure it out. So that's, you know, I, I finished that up and, you know, end up finding myself just like really starting to like, okay, I got to really work for myself. Cause I had the, you know, I have a three part bachelor's degree. I'm psychology, management, and marketing, like in all three of those are equivalent to a bachelor's. So it's like almost like three degrees. The right. way the degree I got was very interesting. I was actually like saved by my dean there. I was on my way to walk out. I might Dude, papers. I actually have a similar story. I, I don't I don't have a bachelor's degree. I have a regent's degree. Okay. Um, so a regent's degree is essentially I couldn't make up my mind. <laughs> yeah. I changed my major enough times that I had more than enough credits to graduate from college, but I had not enough credits in one area. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, this is like, and I went through some hardship, which we've talked about, but uh -huh. like in that year they were, I was like, I just, I just kind of want to be done. Yeah. Like, I just want to go home. And, uh, they were like, well, you're not, you don't have a, you know, bachelor's degree technically, but mm -hmm. a regent's degree is equivalent to it because you know, it's, it's a form of a bachelor's degree. So yeah. same thing. I was and like, I dude, I just want to get a piece of paper that. just to, to prove yeah. that I was here. Like, yeah, can I just yeah. get a receipt from the bookstore? <laughs> like a receipt? Just, That'd be cool. Well, that's exactly yeah. what happened with me. Cause I went to the Dean and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was, and I was three and a half, almost four years in, like I did it. And I was like, I'm pulling out. Like I can't, I, I don't even care if it doesn't come to the finish line. Cause I didn't find myself really being passionate or realizing that I'm going to do something with it anyways. But what happened is I went to my dean and I, you know, she was like, listen, like, say, I like you and, you know, I think, you know, you're smart and whatnot, but it would be a disservice for you not to just duke it out for a half extra year. And my degree is actually called interdisciplinary studies, which I'm surprised they didn't ask you about that either, because that is a bachelor's level. Like it's a bachelor. And what they do is interdisciplinary study is for people like ourselves, you know, go figure the two creatives can't decide on what they want to do for the rest of their life. Go figure um yeah yeah it's like it's it's a tough battle but what what she said is like okay so listen an interdisciplinary studies degree you can take these you already have psychology courses you have some marketing and you need a couple more so you take all of the three to four thousand level which is the graduating uh numbers that you need to to graduate in your in your field you just merge it all together and you remove the elective stuff. Wow. And that is why I stuck in there because I was handed calculus in college and I said, I'm I'm just not gonna learn this. I I, yeah. I don't There's care no to. Need. There's, There's no, no need, need for it. Like I, I got into that class and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna have to really study for this. I said, No, thank you. I'd rather put this energy towards something else that I'm gonna use. I haven't used any sort of anything above a basic math since yeah. since college. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's when she uh, presented that, and I was able to get rid of all those nonsense classes, which yeah. this should be the way that colleges looked at in the future. Get rid of these nonsense classes. Fill them in with actual classes. That yeah, makes they, sense. They can't make money that way, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And that's on, what's man. unfortunate. <laughs> Everything's yeah. about the dollar, baby. Yeah. Yeah. But you oh, said yeah. something very, very uh, inspirational. You said that it's very important for you to stand on who you are as a creative. Absolutely. So express that a little bit. Tell me on what it means for you to be a creative and how much it actually means to you. It's a lonely, lonely world for the for, for the beginning stages of it. And I think anybody that's ever actually tried to create something, um, you know, I, I know that uh, being at that studio, Vinny has seen it, and we've been able to share conversations and share the similar feelings of there's no and there's no camera crew watching you. This ain't a movie. This mm. is your own movie, but there's no camera crew watching. Like, look at all these hours this, this dude's putting in. Um, no, I, I think it gets misunderstood a lot of times. People are like, you know, oh, you know, it, it's hard work. Um, but there are points in my time where there's months of no months. We're talking uh, no speaking to people, no going out, no doing nothing. I was, you know, telling uh, Brian the other day, we went to the, the Penguins game. I was like, I think this is the fifth time I've been out all year. Come on. You talk know, about like it. the fifth time. And that and that's me like, OK, I have to do this. Like, I have to go out or something like that. And and I try to, like, uh, make it valuable what, where and how I spend my time. But being a creative is definitely not for the weak hearted. And I think, you know, it's it's an insight on not only who you are as a human, but just how you perceive and how life flows through you. Ooh. So when I see a designer or an artist, I'm very quickly able to tell, does this creativity, does this run through your blood? Mm. Or is this Thanks. just a game for you? Mm. And I could see the ones that, oh, you, this is your life source. Right. And right. Right. 
I genuinely believe to make it in a field like this, that is what you need. That needs to be in, in, uh, ingrained in your in your soul. And what's even crazier, as you could probably testify to both of you with knowing how athletes, how many athletes out there, who was the next Michael Jordan that never made it to the league? Because something happened in life, injuries, 100%. something happens, and they never get that opportunity. Right. But you could see it in there. Ex exactly, exactly. And you could see that in there with the people that bleed it. Yeah, he's pointing <laughs> to you, and I and I agree with that. Um, but you could see, like, you know, even when those guys are, like, off on the streets now, just living their normal life, you're like, oh, this guy was, like, something happened where he was, you know, supposed to be somebody. Because in, in sports, you know, you could still still be somebody without that. But uh, you just look at it and, like, the way that they function, the way that they move, the energy that they give off is, like, that was their passion. And uh, for being a creative, it's, it's a, a life – it's a whole lifestyle. This is not, like, some – you know, fun, cute thing to do. This is, there's a lot of long hours, a no, lot of stress. It's cute until like it gets tough. Yeah. And then you, got then you see who's like really about it. Uh -huh. yeah, here's the thing, though. I feel like you guys are blessed in a way for being creatives right now in this specific era. Cause I feel like for the first time in history right now is the perfect time for you to really take on your life and being a creative. I feel like in past times, being an artist on the low was very difficult. Like you're not being able to put your, your art out there. You're not being able to put yourself out there. Right now, in this specific era, we're in the era of creatives. Like, people who do videography are getting calls almost on the daily or getting something from somebody. People who are painting shoes are getting NFL athletes, hitting them mm -hmm. up on a daily. Like, this is the era of the creative. So I feel like me personally, you can correct me if I'm wrong, like, this era is the primetime era to be a creative. Well, it's a double-edged sword, too, if you think about that. It is. Because that means it's an oversaturated It's an market, oversaturated market. only the big dogs rise to the top. So you got to be ready. You got to work even harder, bro. Absolutely. And that's why I pivoted into the sewing onto the shoes is because I just saw a lot of people getting to the point where they could paint on shoes. And there's levels to it. Like, I, I realized the time that I was going to have to put in to get to that next level of painting, to get to a Vinny level, to get to, you know, some of these other guys' level of, of painting, I was like, okay, I could invest my time into that and work on the painting. Or I could see this, mm. like, I got this little, like, thing I got working on. I was, and it was just getting, because I'm all self-taught and everything, and it looking back at things, like, when I look at the videos that I'm, like, consuming now maybe or just doing my research on my field, I'm like, oh, they were kind of doing that around the same time. It's that that weird theory that they say somebody in one end of the world could come up with an idea or something and somebody on the other side of the world because it's like we're all connected that mm -hmm. way. So I think that's an interesting thought. But, you know, I um, it's an oversaturated market in all creative fields, right. like right. in everything. Right. And we're an overconsumed society in so many different facets. But that's when the real ones rise to the top. And like you were saying, like, it's all cute until, you know, you actually have to put in that work. And that's, you know, I think a lot of times it's like um, if you just stay in your little circle or, or the people that are yes men around you, mm. everybody's like, oh, you're doing great. Like, this is amazing. If you listen to that, you're, you're going to fail. I'm sorry. Like, you want to you wanna be thankful for those people, but you got to keep pushing. You can't get comfortable at that, that stage. And, but I feel like you guys both deal with this, and I feel like, Swing, you also have some sense of this a little bit as well, man, is where when you're the creative that believes in your dream the most and nobody else does, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, when you have to explain to your family what you're doing and your oh, family yeah, keeps I could telling you, like, yeah. like, yo, like, are you going to get a real job? Like, uh -huh. what the... You know what I mean? Like, did you not see how much money I just made off of this? Uh -huh. But that's the thing, though, bro. They don't see the countless hours and the countless time. And I, you can also say, bro, as a creative, bro, like, most creatives that I've met don't know business. Mm -hmm. But the ones that know business and are creative are very dangerous because their minds can go anywhere and they can get it done. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So you're starting to see that flip over, that you're starting to see where, like, creatives are having to be more business-like because there's more business out there now. You know what I mean? Like, yo, like, if you if you don't pay attention to your, your log or your money log, you could have missed out on maybe $200,000 just because mm -hmm. many people already done hit your line. You just ain't have time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, absolutely. I, shoot, I low-key wish I was more of a creative. You know what I mean? In a certain way that you, I could sell something. Because I used to be a clothes guy. Like, mm -hmm. me and my boys, we used to sell clothes. I was hustling, bro. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. like, if you was in my school, like, yo, pull up to the locker right after this. You mm -hmm. feel me? We'll get you yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get you, what is it? I'll give you a 5% discount. Get, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. pull up after. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where my realm was, right? So I did clothing for a little bit. I was in the, the Moreauville Mall when the riots happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was standing on top of my kiosk like this, like, yo, back up, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't touch my stuff. You feel me? <laughs> the transition. Welcome back to the Athletic <laughs> Aesthetic Podcast. <laughs> so I noticed 
right? I mean, you were talking about your shoes, and I seen a couple pairs of your shoes, and uh -huh. you were yeah, like, "Can we? Can you pass some of them over? I want to get them on. I want to see some of these. Like this one's definitely certified fabric that you bought because this is beautiful. Yes, yeah, that's this all. This looks like you went back in time. Freestyle. Yeah, and you like, blue ones and right like, there. I could actually give you like a little bit of insight on those and why I, I like do those. So this looks I, like you beat up a king. Yeah, and, like, you. I'm so glad you said that took because his my inspiration, believe it or not, I have a bunch of different. Uh, things that I'm inspired by, but it's actually Victorian. I love royal Victorian, what kings and queens would wear, what, um, you know, if you, because I actually grew up, like, we would always thrift antiques and stuff, like, you know, always just tried to, like, stretch our, you know, you know, money for as far as we could go, so my mom was always, like, interested in, like, thrifting and stuff, so I grew up around, like, a lot of paisley, a lot of, like, velvet, old like, a lot of type. gold trims and stuff, so I'm absolutely, like, obsessed with the idea of bringing Victorian and royal aesthetics to modern day like clothes and like in a street sense too I mean what you ever see like a pair of Victorian Air Force Ones I mean like that's that's like just two worlds colliding and that's something I really um, want to continue to pursue and, and kind of in the pair that you have there as well too like I mean these are a, heat a floral with velvet and like you know and that's a snakeskin on the on the uh, the logo um, but yeah, and that's also why I like, it's not even about the hype. I know when people see like Louis Vuitton and Gucci and stuff, they might think like, oh, it's a hype beast. Like I've always like been super into uh, the Louis Vuitton and the Gucci and these colorways specifically too. I love the brown with the gold, the tan. There's just something about that, that, you know, I, I don't, you know, you look at even Jordan brands doing that. Jordan used to be like the, the Chicago colorways and stuff. And those still hit, like they're still very, uh, prominent but now they're going into like earth tones like neutral colors and stuff but my vision for that stuff is is making like when i want you to hold my pair i want you to be like oh i could see like you know you got yeezys going for thousands like if you give me a thousand dollar budget to work with you're gonna get it <laughs> like you're gonna look at that shoe and be like these are Bro, you know these are crazy. worth whatever the price that you pay on them but i think that there's so many little details that are missed out on shoes like if you look at some of the stuff like on that that maroon pair that's a velvet trim with gold accents, you know, yeah, like there's four, right. I think there's five different layers of different patterns and uh, styles on that shoe that's all just merged together. And that was just a freestyle. I just was given, like, just do whatever you want on them. And, and you know, you want to get an insight of how my brain looks. It's it's kind of like that right there. And that's uh, just, like, you, and that's still keeping it straight because it's still got, like, the right. off-whites, you know, uh, straps across and everything. Yeah. No, these are these are crazy. I, I like appreciate it. Do you like uh, do you start with a mock up usually, or do you kind of just go? <sighs> you to know town? what? I don't. I just it's all kind of in my head. Um, it I I have like a little bit of a way um, to like I'll show it for some people. Like you know, because some some people need to see it visually. Like I understand not everybody's in my head. Um, so I yeah, it's just like even with this one right here. There's so many different layers on this, and it was just all, basically, I'll look at the shoe, kind of have a concept of what I think about, then I'll take a bunch of fabrics, lay them all out, see how they flow together, if I like it. But this shoe here, this was probably my most, out of all the stuff that I've posted, the one that really, like, it got picked up by a couple of sneaker blogs and got, like, tens of thousands of likes and stuff, um, which, this, so this is probably that, one of the bigger ones, but this is, one again, a freestyle that I did for myself, and if you saw these, so first of all, these are Jordan 11 cool grays. Like oh, these used sick. to be cool wow. grays, you know. Um, and if you saw what they looked like before, I kind of have like a video of it on my on my page. But if you saw what these looked like before, I don't think anybody here would believe it. Like, you know, maybe you guys would because you know, you know what I do. But uh, for the public, this shoe was completely destroyed. So it was actually customized by somebody else on eBay. And I bought it for like super cheap. The paint job was horrible. The suede was peeling and cracking. And I think these are from, like, 2006. So they're pretty old, too. Um, but you can see the cool gray bottom, and you kind of see how, like, you know, that's, mm -hmm. worn. you know, worn down. But, again, this was a pair for myself. But I completely reconstructed these, actually turned these soles into yeah, suede. Yeah, so how do you do that? Yeah, like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so uh, the highest level of what I do is this. And it's, you know, there's tiers of what I provide. Um and for this one, so what I do is I'm actually removing all the layers of the sole. So you have okay. the, the rubber that comes off, this that comes off, and then there's a carbon fiber sheet. And I learned all this through a while I was restoring and stuff. Yeah, did um, you take a course online or did you just self? Yeah, just all like, you know, uh, 
it all just learning on my own and um, just teaching myself, honestly, just using those architectural engineering skills right. to reverse engineer shoes. And I know that sounds crazy, but you can see it in your work. Yes, bro. Like, well, you I, really can. I, I see it in my head that when I got these, these two are probably my most proud pair because of the way I built them. And if I showed these to some guys and they saw, like the guys that know, if I showed them the machines that I used, how I did this, I don't think they would believe me. Cause there are, there's like a bunch of tiers. Like there are guys that will just put like, you know, they'll, they'll change the toe box and they'll glue it on or sometimes they'll stitch it. And then, you know, but you take that to the like shoe surgeon, like one of these big dogs, they're going to be like, oh, that's cute. Like, you know, but you don't really know, you know, you, know you, you didn't know. really do the whole thing. But this one, this is my own, it's, I call it a hidden stitch that I put in on all, on both of these pairs here, these two, I have these hidden stitches that I'll do and the way I like reverse build the shoe, it would be something that I would feel very comfortable with showing one of these big guys. Cause I'm getting their results by doing it in half their time mm. and, and able to, um, you know, just have a different approach to it. And it's, it's like, it's really hard to explain. I know it kind of sounds a little bit like scattered and crazy, but I'm getting, I'm achieving results that I would have had to pay to learn to get courses like for it. And we're talking thousands of dollars to learn these techniques because right. yeah. to learn to build a shoe from scratch, you, you know, those those courses are anywhere from two to seven thousand dollars. I'm not gonna lie to you, this this stuff right here, bro, is like this might be your your style that nobody else is seeing. I would agree with the the Gucci and mm -hmm. everything, but like this type of stuff, like I love if, I, if yeah. I've seen this in a yeah. shoe store, like I'm no, I want those. I'm mm -hmm. grabbing crazy. these. Like, That's one of my serious? favorite pairs. Yeah, and that was the first pair I ever did where I removed the sole mm -hmm. and did my hidden stitch and then like also I do like a folding stitch as well too which again it's very long and confusing but it's stuff that like would wake me up in the middle of the night or like I'd go to sleep dreaming about it and wake up and have like a way because I would do all these techniques I'm like it doesn't look right it doesn't look right. like I'm not able to get the results that I'm seeking on this and then it kind of just clicked and I just kind of marinated on it took that shoe apart and boom, I did it, and I was like, I was so proud of that shoe right this there. This is crazy. Because yeah. you can't tell. That looks like, you know, if you look at the little details, again, the guys that really know, they could tell. But if they looked at some of the details, they'd be like, oh, you did it this way. And I'd be like, nope, I actually have my own little lane for that. So so I want to I want to continue talking about your shoes. Okay? Yeah. But there's an elephant in the room. What's that? Okay. I gave you a pair of shoes this week. Yeah, yeah. I got to see them. And I know I Trey did, too. I got to see them. I got to see them. And I have no idea what you did with yep, them. Yep, yep. I can't. I feel like okay. I feel like I'm like watching my sibling open up their presents yeah. right now you on Christmas me? morning. And oh, yeah. I'm like, can... Oh, shit. He put it in the box. I put it in the box. We, we put it in the air right box. Here. here we go. That's Vinny's. Oh, shit. And, and we got big feet over here. He's size 13. <laughs> you had to so give him two needed, boxes? Yeah. <laughs> He's got one in each one. Double branded and everything. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, so we, yeah, who, who's going yeah, he's happy. Go same time, or yeah, he's got yeah. You you got you two and go one. So, yeah, that would make sense because he's gonna have to go through both. All right, we boxes. ready for this? How should I open it up on the camera? You got me on here. I'm excited right. to see these reactions. I'm geeking. I ain't going. <laughs> go I'm excited. We're gonna be posting a uh, a video of what these looked like before because they definitely didn't look like this. They so needed... I got these at um, a thrift store. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think... bought them off the rack at a thrift store uh -huh. for like twenty bucks. Yeah, I saw the They're I saw the, the sticker. Teal four. Yeah. What, what were they? That, like yeah, they have so 20, many different. Twenty thirty bucks, something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, twenty five, twenty four, twenty five dollars. <laughs> Wait till we see these. Hey, <laughs> I've never had cooler shoes in my life. Hey, nah, he turned those up. He did it with so we're going to have to see what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, if you want me to, I can explain what's going on on Please, these. Me. Okay, so oh what happened with those is they were they were in pretty rough shape. So the camera doesn't mess up Jesse's I'll, shot. I could take that. Oh, you got it? Okay. So those uh, obviously needed a restoration job. So what I Yo. did with those is I the <laughs> soles were completely white on those. Um, we wanted to keep it athletic aesthetic. So the base shoe was already a nice teal, kind of goes with the colorway already. So we kept this that natural. I added the yellow on the sole. So I redid the soles in, yep. in a restoration. And then what I did is I cut the mesh out of the four. So if you're familiar with Jordan 4s, they have a mesh material that goes on the tongue right, and on yeah. the side panels. What I did there is I actually cut that out. I deconstruct it, use an X-Acto knife, cut it all out, and then I re-sew a 
hand painted. So what I did with that snakeskin is I hand painted that snakeskin to be the color. Also hand faded it. I stitched that inside where the mesh would be on the Jordan 4s. And then I actually, on the back heel tab, I cut off the Jumpman. So the Jumpmans are plastic on the heels. I cut that off and then I stitched into the sole and on the uh, on the heel tab, the Athletic Aesthetic um, no shit, logo. Icy. And then I did that on the tongue as well, too. So I'm putting them on. <laughs> Let's see it. Socks go stupid. Oh, it's I, I was very I love those those ones. It's the color. Half. What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's actually paper in it still. But yeah, so um a little bit of restoration, deconstruction, um painted. Yo. Oh they look. Oh my god. They're beautiful. Oh. Show the camera properly. God. Gonna sit here like this, yeah. <laughs> Ryan's gonna kill me for my feet on the Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Gotta do like a DJ Khaled, dude. These are crazy, but yeah, so that's yeah, like, and I, I, you know, uh, I want to introduce like branding on the shoes for these companies, and that's kind of, uh, you know, if you have a brand, what's the, what's the one piece that is missed out on? It's the shoes, and I see a lot of, and this is for you know, people that are getting their stuff made, there's a lot of getting it made overseas, and so essentially, it's a fake shoe that's being made with your brand, taking off Nike logos and getting your logos put on it. My thing is, is keep an original shoe. It's going to have all the quality and everything. Let me do my work on it, and you're going to get something like that. You know, because we can bro. get full, full like customization on it. He just gave me those and just said, just make them athletic aesthetic. So, you know, that's right. that's what we get out of them. So Trey, we got yours. And these are contrasts. Like these are two, two different, though. like yeah, two different styles. And yours are mix match. For each foot, so. Oh, snap. Y'all ready? Because I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see it, bro. No. <laughs> Start me off with the feet. Hey, yo. Feet, so I'll get into the details on these because there's little subtleties on that. Look at the inner part on those. How they are. They are I'm sorry. The inner part of the foot. How it's layered. Oh, shit. Yeah. Got you over this. Bro, yeah. That's. that's bro, pull out the other one. That's you got to see them together. This yeah, so I crazy. have those completely mixed matched. Yeah. And I'll go into those here whenever he gets this last one out. Hey, yo. These look crazy, though. <laughs> Holy shit. These look crazy, my boy. So what we did with those is, oh again, those needed some life, too, and we're going to post a video, um, or at least I'll have it on my page, of um, what these looked like before because they did not look like that. Um, they were they were pretty rough up on the uppers. So what I did is uh, they were gray and white, canvas-like Jordan I know ones. exactly what shoes these were. You wear these a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he so what I did with those is I uh, tried to – I wanted it to be layered, and I wanted to mix-max all the patches. So if you look at each uh, different – patch on there they're like layered differently and you'll look at some of them hang over onto the sole they're mm -hmm. actually stitched yeah. into the sole okay. so there's are never going to fall off or peel off you could literally wear these for the rest of your life and they're going to be good to go all of it's all stitched together uh i have multi-layer weaves on it where it's hiding behind the nike logo but then also i punched holes through the you know where it says one team right on there i punched holes oh, wow. through there for the uh, laces to go through i hand punched all the grommets in there or eyelets whatever you call them you see um, and it's multi-layered and if you look at the A on the the one Vinny just had I have the laces weaving through the A on yeah. that one this one That's yeah hard. yep yep so I tried to make it multi-layered multi-dimensional um, you ain't tried you did Bro, you <laughs> absolutely crushed this look so I figured like a nice contrast like you got like simple and the, sweet and then you got the crazy we, like, we got a next live pod we do for Shody Florida for Shody that is beautiful yeah no I'm for I'm, Shody I'm honored yeah. to be able to Create Dude, those. I, I think it's so, so much, much fun. Absolutely. This yeah. Is, yeah. So I think this might be the first pair anybody's ever made for me. Yeah. Especially. I was. I was I thinking mean, about that. I was like, I got it. I got to go all out. Yeah. Yeah. I've. I've made a few pair for myself. Absolutely. It's just like. Yeah. Just. A, it's more so like I'm just testing. Does absolutely. this work? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your prototypes. And so. Can I the, take a picture? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Go wild, for it. Dude. Yeah. I gotta I get. Go I gotta capture some content. The after pictures. I did not have enough time. I think I left the studio at like two in the morning last night for this. Let's talk about. This right, so if they're listening, I, I I want to to speak to the people that like you know, I feel like I, at some point in my career as an artist, you, you look at someone who's got a table full of like incredible stuff, like you're you're popping off. You got Kevin Hart, all these different guys, 
on your page wearing your shoes like and they're listening to this and they're, maybe they're sitting there like dude i just want one good one mm -hmm. good client yeah like yeah. what do you say to them so it really comes down to that that relentless work working because all right so you got to look at it like this like i was doing everything I, my intention wasn't like right off the bat like how can i make money off of this like right. it was how can i be undeniably great mm. we'll let all that other stuff follow i think one of that's one of the greatest things that i can uh put out to anybody in any field be undeniably great okay so that's going to take some time so when i first set out on this this journey like and started realizing what I had with the hand sewing. And I was like, oh, man, like, this is different. Like, I don't know anybody that's doing this at this time. You know, whenever I started this, I was like, all right, so I'm just going to go in the lab. Like, it's like a hibernation. I basically hibernated for, like, a couple of years on this. You know, I, I stayed in the lab, continually worked, continually made, like, and a part of it is is you got to look at the market. Be aware of what's going on around right. you, okay? And how could you be different? And how can you at least, and if you're going to be in the same field, how can you level up little details? There's a lot of little things that I do that I'm aware is different and unique compared to similar guys in my field. And it, that's all intentional. It was how you were talking about flowing business and creatives. Right. Well, you you bet that I'm all over who does what I do. I'm, I'm paying attention to it at all times, taking notes. I have lists of ideas of stuff that I want to create. Um, and it's just constantly like okay what's the market all right i'm gonna pivot this way and i also think it's having that really good work so and there's no way around it other than putting in those hours and um, you, tell, bro. you know you really it, gotta you gotta figure out what's different like what's gonna attract you know somebody of that stature and I, i'm thankful whenever i first started the first guy that kind of put me on and uh you know kind of he kind of introduced like the idea because i've seen like the Louis Vuitton and Gucci on, on shoes and clothes. I just kind of thought that was a cop-out as an artist. I was like, man, I can't do that. So I actually met uh, my boy. His name's uh, Keone Kella. He was um, uh, up, he was a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates at the time. Uh, he got traded in, to the Pirates, and he had come across my work, and he was like, oh, so you, you do the sewing on shoes. I was like, yeah, you know, just kind of do it in my own way. And he was like, do you ever want to put like designer material on it? I was like, I've thought about it. And I did like, he did see those Gucci ones that I did, but I didn't want to really be known for that at that time. He then kind of was like, well, I got people that'll pay X, Y, and Z for it. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, I was really looking for a timeout because we're talking at a time, you know, I was at UPMC working in the, uh, the office at UPMC, bro. There couldn't have been a more opposite, um, atmosphere that I could have been in. I was under my desk like this, hand sewing shoes and like cutting out my shoes to prep. And then I take them home and work on them all night. I mean, I'm at a place where they don't allow stuff like this. Like you're, you're on a computer. I'm dealing with like medications and stuff. And, uh, I'm drawing, I'll, I'll like sit there and like kind of write out my, like what I want to do. And then I would, you know, bring the shoes in a little duffel bag. And then I had, like I said, it's a little sewing all. And that's why I started my Frankenstein stitch. And I was like doing it under my desk, you know, manager come by hop on call hey how you doing today <laughs> like you know, but really but, getting their stitching yeah but that's that's Manager's how desperately like, i wanted Jesse, it. all of your people that come in here to get health insurance have like the craziest shoes yeah. you notice that uh, <laughs> this no. guy's yeah. just making cold calls to the upmc uh, right. <laughs> customer list yeah it was great i mean yeah, i can so, get you a deal on some some hey, killer uh, insurance oh uh, yeah right right these are wow so i mean yeah it was uh i was just so desperate to um and I was maybe desperate, it's not the right word, but I was so eager and, and motivated to like, okay, I can't do this. I cannot live this um, office-based lifestyle where I'm doing stuff that I don't want to be doing right. all day long. I am literally going upstream here. Like this is not not for, I don't want to put all this energy and effort into something that I know I'm not going to like or right. want to do for the rest of my life. Um, so yeah, I that's when I kind of uh, left there. I went to go be a, a tailor at uh, a sewing place where they do alterations and stuff and they were in the process of moving me into the the sewing room to start doing that and this is after leaving that like you know a job that you know i could uh, use my degree and stuff and i left all that to go work at a place that didn't require stuff like that and then that's when i got the call from um keone where he was like you know i really like this stuff like you know can we uh do some projects and then i did five prototypes for him and then the first buying client of 
uh, my sewing stuff was Rick Ross. So that's when I was like, all right, we're in. Yeah. I'm, I'm good on yeah, this. Yeah, he huge. hit me up. Uh, I woke up one day. I just tagged him. I was just doing stuff again. I was just doing stuff all for prototypes. And I want I want this to be very clear. You were kind of asking me, like, what, what I uh, uh, suggest for the people. Do not put money at the top. Mm. It's not always about the money. Talk like, about it. You're going to have to, like, grind this out and struggle. Like, there's no, yeah. oh, well, I need mine. Yeah. No, 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 no. First of all, you have to earn that. Mm-hmm. You have to earn the fact that, like, you now have a product. Like, think about Nike and all that stuff. All of the years and years, and they have all this other, con- whatever. But point being is, like, you got to look at what they've established. Right. It doesn't happen overnight. You can't come out and be like, hey, I'm a shoe designer. I don't care how nice my stuff is. Mm-hmm. For me to walk out on the street and be like, hey, you know, go buy this right now. It's like, and oh, why am I not getting sales? Uh, you know, woe is me. No, no, no. You need to build that. And I'm still in the process of building it. Uh, you know, we have this here, but I'm still waiting to, you know, um, I still have way more. That This is, we're talking, this is 12% right. where I want to be in the future, um, if that. So, yeah, money is... I've done stuff for free. I was making prototypes, like learning on the fly. And, you know, I started off hand punching thousands of stitches on these shoes. When I was doing Frankenstein stitches, we're talking maybe 50 to 100 stitches because I could do them rough. When you look at these, I'm double stitching every single factory stitch. I was doing that originally by hand with a little tool. And we're talking thousands, tens of thousands of stitches by hand. And that, And I was doing those prototypes I just, you know, tag people on social media and like trying to get it. And I woke up the next morning and it was rich forever. And I click on it. I'm like, oh, this is cute. Well, who, what's this about? Is yo, I was like, rich forever. Uh, I click on it. Yeah. Uh, I click on it and I see 11.5 million followers. I was like, that's him. I was like, Rick man. Ross just, just hit me up. And yeah, he just got off. Of, um, he was on ESPN earlier that morning. So when I tagged him, I guess he saw it because I had all my posts timed, timed out for the morning. I guess he's, he's like, yeah, I was just on the show. And, just senior stuff and he's like i want x y and z and you know yeah it was a good conversation and that the once that happened i was like okay like time to go yeah we're really gonna push on this and i left my jobs and you know uh, dude i love it rest is in history in the making so i'm really excited not only to receive a pair of custom shoes from you dude but to have you here to have gotten to know you I'm, i'm like we met literally what seven months ago yeah yeah it all happened so quick we met at the uh the sneaker swap i yeah, came up to you to the guys from sneaker swap because i wasn't even i didn't even know that. they reached out to me and they were like we'd love for you to set up a table here mm-hmm. um and do like i did a, a sneaker giveaway for them yeah yeah, help, yeah like promote it or whatever and then you came i pulled up for a little bit yeah. but i'm sorry i'm still in shock right now i just keep looking at my <laughs> shoes let me get back in the game but yeah. no i mean like if you didn't come up and say what up like that's because i was paying that's attention to you on that this. yeah Is i was like, watching you like yeah, that sounds creepy but yeah i was watching you on social media like i knew of what I, you did yeah so. so like why did you i guess why did you come up and introduce yourself to me because i think as an artist sometimes there's like a level of arrogance too that i've had to overcome where yeah. it's like I'm the best artist in this room. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like even whether you whether it's true or not. Yeah, you got it. Like, it's like they're, an athlete. They're gonna come the up best. to me. They're yeah. gonna come talk to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, yeah. No, nah, you gotta sometimes just go talk to people. Absolutely. Right? But like, yeah. Like maybe, uh, you know, is there a piece of advice for maybe the artist that's like, I just want to let my work do the talking for itself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what would you say to yeah, them? Yeah. Shoot. Th- like, shut that ego down. Like, yeah. who are you? And, right. and I say that to anybody. I say that to myself. See, I'm very, very raw, self-critical. I am. See, what people miss out is all those. I mean, we're talking countless hours of isolation in the lab working. If there's a number one critic or somebody that's reviewed or, or been self-aware, my God. I mean, I have analyzed, combed over my life, myself, my work, everything to the finest detail. So there's nothing you could tell me that's going to like yeah. hurt my feelings because I know exactly where I stand in everything, like where, where this work stands, where I stand as a human. And I got a lot more to grow with. And I'm proud that when people see my stuff, they're like, you know, you gotta be like, how aren't you like famous? I'm like, thank you. But I'm aware that there are levels that I still need to get to, but I say shut that ego down because we're in it and we're in a society like, and I really believe this stuff. Like, um, you know, this is more about life where, I think, especially in today's age, we all kind of have this idea with our phones and how we move and stuff that we're super significant. Now, yes, let me make it clear that you want to carry yourself with that level of significance Mm -hmm. and carry yourself that way. But eventually, one day, this world we know of can be gone. Albert Einstein, LeBron James, all the uh, whatever, (laughs) insert name Elon Musk. There's going to be so many years down the road where every single person on this world was forgotten unless we become immortal. 
and maybe that happens, but there's no way of remembering. <laughs> yeah. And it's just nature. It's just like, from what I understand, like, you know, there, we're all on a time limit. Like, you know, whether that's 10 million years or yeah. 50 to 100 years. Like, so my thing is, is that's freeing to me. That makes yeah. me say, okay, why am I working Dude, all my life I think at UPMC? There's, there's a, like you mentioned earlier, like that's a double-edged sword because it's like there's there's battles that I fight in my mind as a creative where it's like, dude, none of this matters, so I'm just going to create. And mm -hmm. then, then there's other days I wake up and I'm like, all of this matters. No, none of this matters, why so should why I even bother? Yeah, uh, exactly. Oh, yeah, like, I felt that wow. too. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So I battle with that a lot. Yeah. yeah. None, yeah. Of this, none of this is going to be here. So, yeah. like, Doesn't matter. so it's like that should set you free, right? You're like, None of this is gonna be here. So, I'm just but then it's that day you wake up and then it's like the day when you're like tired and you're like, yep. none of this matters. Yep, yep. And that's the fight. And like it's constant, dude. But it matters to but, me. Yeah. <laughs> and that, but you surround yourself with that people that keep reminding you of that, and that's mm -hmm. very important. Now you don't want yes men around you. You want people that are gonna be like, hey, you're slacking. Let's get right. it together. But at the same time, when you come in and you're like, man, this just ain't good. I mean, I I, I love. I'm so thankful to have you know. Uh, got to know you guys over these years and, you know, start to build this uh, family and brotherhood because I never really had that type of like, like, oh, wow, this is, and I, you know, it feels good to hear that, especially when you know how much effort you put into this stuff. And like, time. it feels good. Well, I, said yeah. it, I said it in my post, bro. Like, I knew you were a dog because not only are you, um, you know, not, not only are you someone who I've seen show up, come up to me, introduce yourself to me and do all this stuff, but like on top of that, bro, like, you sat in that studio and you put in the work mm -hmm. and I, and you didn't hit me up and like, what's going on? Like, you know, what's next? Like, what do you got? Like you just yeah. did the work. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm glad, you know, I thank you guys for even noticing in that and paying attention because a lot of the stuff gets unnoticed. Yeah. So well, very grateful. For I want to have you back on the show. Um, Absolutely. So you're, you're right out. You're working here now. So yeah. let's, let's wrap today's episode. I want to just thank you guys for watching. Uh, make sure that you follow Jesse on social media. One of the major questions I have for you, maybe we'll say it like on another episode, but like, I know you have the two accounts. Is there a specific one you'd rather them follow? Uh, so I think the Jesse Woods archives, the okay. Jesse Woods underscore archives is good. It's the one, the collection is the one Rick Ross blew up. And, and that's uh, why, and that was a different name at that time. So I just have two different like kind of okay. fan bases. But I, I have plans for how I'm going to maneuver that cool. moving forward. So. All right, we'll put them yeah. in the description. And Jesse, thank Either you one. For, for coming on today. Thank yeah, you for thank the shoes, appreciate dude. Appreciate you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really grateful, man. Appreciate and, uh, Yeah. Check him out. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you're following along on social media at Athletic Aesthetic Pod. Follow me and Trey on there. You did. got a lot of good I'm stuff coming up for the show. Video, so and uh, Jesse, thanks, dude. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Sign out. This is Athletic Aesthetic. And we love you. Appreciate it. <laughs>